Today's episode is about Brendan Schaub, and although he has had quite a history of extremely poor decisions that affect his career, I would like to say he's made like two or three choices that don't directly fuck his shit up, and that's what this video is going to be about. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Catching You Up With... Anadao. It's COVID. <laughs> I would like to remind everyone to please subscribe to this YouTube channel, comment on the video, and rate it. It helps with the algorithm. This episode is executive produced by the one and only Colin Haley. If you would like to become an executive producer of the show, you could hit the Patreon link in the YouTube description. And now, let's talk about the man of the hour, Brendan Schaub. And let me first say, I am not doing this video to shit on Brendan Schaub. Personally, I like Brendan as a person, but holy shit. If I told you that I don't watch almost every single Brendan Schaub YouTube documentary that comes out, well, I'd be lying because all that stuff is fascinating to me. But I would like to say up front that recently Brendan Schaub has made some of the best moves for his career that he has done in years, arguably since before COVID, arguably since before 9-11, but look, do I like Brendan Schaub? Sure. Am I fascinated with the amount of hate that the Fighter and the Kid subreddit generates? Absolutely. It's absolutely fascinating. When you want to complain about a podcast that you like, there's not too many places for you to go where people will converse back and forth with you. That's what Reddit was built for. It's wild to think that anyone hates anything as much as that subreddit hates Brendan Schaub. There are YouTube channels where all their content is just talking about threads on that subreddit. And granted, it's done fucking terribly and I can't fucking get myself to listen to it, even though I'm fascinated by the content. I mean, there's been times where my girl has asked me from the other room, hey, what are you watching in there? I'll say, oh, I'm watching a Brendan Schaub YouTube documentary. She goes, oh, you're watching that again? I'm like, no, 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 this is a different one. So I'll be in there in about an hour and a half. <laughs> but it's not because I enjoy hating Brendan. Like, I don't even like hating Brendan. I like Brendan. But there's something about driving past a car that's just completely engulfed in flames. You slow down in your car, you turn your head and you're like, boy, that car is on fire. And it didn't always start this way. Before Brendan worked exclusively with the LA Times investigated kings of comedy, I actually thought he was a pretty entertaining podcast guest. Whenever we booked him, he was good on mic, he participated in conversations. It was just good show. It was entertaining to watch. But let me give you a quick history on Brendan that really just scrapes the surface, but it'll kind of give you context and the gist of everything else that's talked about in this video. Schaub was born in Colorado and he grew up playing lacrosse and football in high school. He then later on played that in college, and once he graduated college, he was on the Buffalo Bills practice squad. A couple years later, he transitioned to being a mixed martial artist, casted to be on The Ultimate Fighter, where he smashed through most of his competitors. And then in his first real fight in the UFC, he lost against Roy Nelson. Throughout his UFC career, he's had ups and downs. But one thing that I would like to remind everyone is that he KO'd Mirko Krokop. Some people might be like, why is that a big deal? Who's Mirko Krokop? Mirko Krokop was in the Croatian parliament. He was in the counter-terrorism unit. And I remember seeing fights of him while I was in college where he would just tap his right leg and go, right leg hospital, left leg cemetery. 
And it was the scariest fucking thing you've ever heard anyone say. And your boy Brendan Schaub knocked him out. Mirko might have been past his prime, but to a filthy casual MMA fan like me, I'm still like, holy shit, dude, he just fucking knocked out Croak. He just fucking knocked out a fucking legend, dude. That's insane. And after all that, his record in the UFC on paper wasn't really terrible. And then Joe Rogan had the infamous talk with Brendan on what people think is a Joe Rogan experience episode, but it's actually a fighter in the kid episode that was filmed on Joe Rogan's set. And in that conversation, Joe essentially tells Brendan, you never had the makings of a varsity athlete. I'm watching the fight, okay? As I'm watching the fight, there's a, a lot of things that concern me. You were lunging with like your punches instead of getting there with your footwork mm. and then launching things from the proper distance. You were, you were like really reaching and loading up. You looked very stiff. Like the, your movement just didn't look like an elite fighter's movement. You could see the way Travis is moving. He's a bad motherfucker. You know, I was worried about you coming into this fight. I can yeah. tell you, I can tell you that right now. This is the reality of it. I worry about your commitment to fighting, and I worry about really? where you stand. Not your commitment to training, not your commitment to give it your all. I think you have one foot out the door. I think you're I looking. You disagree? Mm -hmm. I think okay, you're yeah. looking at you're looking at wh where the future is going to take you, and that you can't do this forever. You know, and I think that's a very dangerous place to be. You're a smart dude. And the problem with smart dudes is smart dudes think about variables. You think about the future. You also think about brain damage, concussions. You think about how many you've already had, how many you got coming up, how much damage you're taking in training. When does, when does damage start to show up in your life? And even though Brendan might have, you know, responded back to some of Joe's talking points, he took that to heart. And Brendan started making a transition from being a professional mixed martial artist to now transitioning into podcasting. After that, it was smooth sailing for a couple years. Brendan just kept on getting better and better at podcasting. He, he podcasted with Theo Vaughn, Crystalia. Now, Showtime saw this as a prime opportunity to invest in Brendan Schaub on the ground floor. And if you're in Brendan's shoes, Everything's coming up for you, and it's hard to say no to all these opportunities. But you can also argue that this is kind of where the string of bad decisions started. So let me paint you a picture in a really condensed, abridged timeline. Brendan Schaub started doing stand-up in 2015. Showtime produced and released Brendan Schaub special in 2019, only three to four years after Brendan started doing stand-up comedy. A lot of comedians will say, you don't even really know what your real personality or your real voice is until you've been in it for at least 10 years. That's where it seemed like comedians started turning on him. He doesn't deserve it. He's way too young for this. He hasn't developed enough to warrant a one hour special. And for the most part, a lot of people will agree with that sentiment. But here's the thing. It's really hard to knock Brendan on saying yes to getting a stand-up special produced by Showtime. You start buying into your own hype. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm the fucking shit. I'm saying yes to all of this. Why wouldn't I? I've always thought a good dose of imposter syndrome or Dunning-Kruger, or knowing that you're in the beginning phase of Dunning-Kruger is always a good humbling tool that you could use to just make sure that you're not reaching past your britches. I don't know if I'm using that right. Not only did comedians think that he wasn't justified in getting a stand-up special this early in his career, a lot of his fans thought so as well. They started turning on him and the fighter and the kids subreddit. 
Fighter and the Kid is just filled with people that fucking really fucking hate that show. And it's it's a fun read. It's fun to see what everyone's opinions are. It's fun to see like how much people hate him, what fucking new things they're making fun of him about. And look, I honestly I don't like that I enjoy it. I know that it's a toxic trait of my own to slow down on the freeway and watch a fully engulfed fire just burn for the sake of like, man, it's fucking. You see how big those fucking flames are? Like, that's not a good thing for a person to have. But there was just so much negative shit coming out on Brendan in such a short amount of period of time where, I mean, put yourself in his shoes. How long can you be aware of that before it starts taking a toll on you? And I'd say around this time is when the Brendan Shop documentary started coming out. People being like, this guy sucks. His jokes suck. He's fucking stealing jokes. He's fucking doing whatever. And who knows? Like, uh, I, I don't know what was done intentionally by him. I don't know what wasn't done intentionally by him. There's, you know, it's all kind of the cutting your teeth and becoming a comic. And unfortunately, he documented all this four years into his journey instead of 10 years of seasoning and waiting that long like he should have. In early 2021, Brendan Schaub reportedly sued a YouTube channel for making a documentary about him that he didn't like. Let me tell you, there's a lot of ways that you can react to someone putting out content about you that you don't like. Suing them is not, is not the move. The best way you can react to someone talking shit on you is to never address it. The one thing you're trying to do is to not bring attention to this thing that's talking shit on you. And you know what suing that YouTube channel does? It fucking gets all sorts of fucking lenses looking at that thing that bothered you. Don't let the internet see what makes you bleed. Because if they're able to understand what makes you mad, <laughs> get ready to be really mad, my guy. And that brings me to the next point of this timeline, which is January of 2022, episode 49 of Trash Tuesday. Starring Kalila Kuhn, Annie Letterman, and Esther Pavitsky. They bring up a story about uh, an adulterous comedian that made passes at both Annie and Kalila. And it became very clear that they were talking about Brendan. I had a guy that was like, why don't you walk me to my truck, this married guy, where I'm like, and we know him, I'm not gonna say who it is, but um, he's like, I know him. why don't you give me a walk, why don't you give, like, you should walk me to my truck. I'm like, so what, I can blow you? Like, what? Wait, like, who was it? Oh. But it's just like, Ew. it's like, why would I? Wait, like, I love that we have the same people that. Yes, that the same ones come from. Want us he to walk for you? Their... Oh, he came for me so hard, and we know his chick. On New Year's Eve, while he was having dinner with his family, he was like, What are you doing tonight? This year? Maybe three years ago. Because I was thinking about, like, if we go to your truck, okay, mm -hmm. like, let's say I was, like, in, which I was never in at all. <laughs> let's say I was in. It's like, I love this. So, wait, we walk to my car. I finish my spot being very good at comedy. You not being good at comedy. And then. <laughs> That's so, a clue. By the way, I don't want, like, to be seen with you. That's I don't. the biggest clue you could ever give. And that started a whole entire fucking beef between the Trash Tuesday girls and Brendan Shop. And the way Brendan tried to damage control this situation, again, was the worst fucking way you could do that. <laughs> and eventually, Brendan decided to come on to Tiger Belly to discuss this entire beef situation. This is what he should have done. He should have gone on Tiger Belly and been like, look, I'm sorry, you know, it's a very difficult, like, it's a very complicated situation. I behaved poorly and made some bad decisions on my end, and I just want to apologize if I put you in a weird spot, and I just hope that we could get past it. That's what Brendan should have done. Instead of talking about his beef with Kalila and Annie Letterman, he instead 
made a gigantic accusation that all of the hate that's directed towards him on the Fighter and the Kids subreddit has been mindfully orchestrated by Bobby Lee. So anyway, I called or you called. I forget how that happened. And all of a sudden, I was in a three-way call with you. It was Brian Callen. Yeah. Just so you know, Brian did... Before you go on, I don't want to interrupt you. Brian did say on firing the kid how he royally messed up with that engagement mm. okay carry on uh-huh so um brian and i have had a very long relationship 30 years in, in, yeah a long time yeah. so when you guys called you said that i um that you guys my career was going to be over um that you guys have evidence you know what i mean that um that i'm some reddit mastermind that, that there's you have files and proof that um, you can trace, you know, me from Reddit back to my house, the URL, you know, um, IP address. IP address, and that I um, have been for five or six years have been um, coyly and and you know mischiefly, you know, you know, contributing to threads. You know that you were gonna expose me to Rogan and all these people, and that I should get a lawyer, and that I—I um, I mean, this is what you you told me, and it, and also just mind you, it was at a level ten of rage. This is your damage control. You're not apologizing for that Kalila and Annie beef getting away from you, and instead you're just starting a whole new fucking like accusation that's just like. Whoa. what are you doing buddy don't do this this is the wrong fucking move so this is now multiple things that brendan has done terribly in a row and after this you're thinking all right well it can't get much worse for brendan and then that brings me into the next point of this timeline brendan Schaub releases his second comedy special which was self-released on youtube it's 26 minutes long and to put it lightly the reception to his second YouTube special was not received warmly. And I've heard Schaub say this on multiple podcasts that he's trying to emulate the careers of some of his most successful peers like Joe Rogan and Tom Segura. But you shouldn't do that. Each path to the finish line is different for every single person. You need to learn how to pivot. You need to learn how to evolve. And if you don't, expect to be disappointed that things didn't turn out the way that you planned. And when you think things can't get much worse for Brendan, wrong. Brendan has uh, an internal feud with one of his employees named Mark Harley, where if you're a public figure and you're having some sort of beef with an employee, what you should do is figure out how to amicably end this just so that it's just like, look, man, people publicly fighting, especially if they work together, is just never a good look. Mark Harley went on a press tour spilling all the tea on Brendan Schaub that you didn't know about. He's a scumbag in this way, a scumbag in that way. He buys YouTube views. He buys followers. All this shit where you're just like, oh my God, can this even really fucking, is like, is this even real? Like, this is one of the craziest podcast soap operas that I've seen in all of my years of podcasts. This just keeps on getting worse for Brendan. And I almost start feeling bad for him at a certain point. Then a whole bunch of shit came out on Mark Harley where he's just an extremely abusive person to be in a relationship with, to have a friendship with. I mean, there was a video I saw where his ex 
was in her car trying to reverse out of their driveway and Mark Harley is behind her literally deadlifting the back of the car. It's insane. All right, well, at least fucking people are seeing how crazy this Mark guy is and maybe the press tour that he did doesn't make Brendan look as bad as he does. I'm definitely leaving a whole bunch of stuff out of this timeline, but if you've made it this far, I would like to say it actually seems like Brendan Schaub is turning a corner in his comedy career. And by that, I don't mean that he's turning into a saint. I mean that I've seen him make two or three moves in a row that weren't completely damaging to his career. And they all happened at Skank Fest in Las Vegas in 2023, just recently. The Legion of Skanks have been some of the least afraid comedians to talk shit on Brendan Schaub on mic. They've poked fun at his specials. They've had fun with lie detectors at his expense. Ari Shafir. Yes. Do you respect Brendan Schaub as a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> and Louis J. Gomez even had Brendan Schaub be the punchline of his closing joke of his 30-minute special. And I'm sure there's a ton of other things that I'm leaving out as well. With all that in mind, Brendan decided to go to Skankfest, do an episode of Fighter and the Kid with Brian Callen and Louis J. Gomez, Dave Smith, Big J. Okerson. Made an Instagram post where he seemingly squashed the beef with Annie Letterman. He did a stand-up on the spot hosted by Jeremiah Watkins. We the comedians are coming up here with no prepared material. We're going to ask you guys, the audience, for suggestions. You're going to yell stuff out. And we're going to create stand-up on the spot based off those suggestions. Who's ready to kick this show off? What do you say, huh? What up, Skankfest? All right, let's kick this off. What do we got? There's so many. Give me, give me one over here. Reddit hurts my feelings. <laughs> His head actually wasn't bad. Like, it was very self-aware. Like, it was very endearing. I'm like, holy shit, Brendan's making some good fucking moves. He literally went into the belly of the beast, tried doing sets in front of audiences that he was positive disliked him. And honestly, it's kind of hard not to respect that. It's really hard not to respect that. I wouldn't have the balls to do that. You wouldn't have the balls to do that. But Brendan is taking the right steps in his career to not seem like a complete douchebag. Every single person watching this video, including the one making it, has made huge mistakes in their past, wishing that they would have handled things a little bit differently. But to do that in a very public setting, admit some flaws, saying fuck it and doing it anyways, that's something worth applauding. Will he make more gigantic mistakes in the future? Probably. Will I watch the two and a half hour YouTube documentary when it comes out? <laughs> yeah. But I respect Brendan for taking his licks, trying his best, and showing up. But with that, I would like to say thank you to everyone for catching another episode of Catching You Up With... Nadal. Here's COVID. Uh, and to please subscribe to this channel, comment on this video, and like it. It really helps the algorithm. Um, and also, thank you to all of my producers who you're seeing on screen right now. Without their support, it would have been much more difficult to put this content together. If you would like to become a producer of the show, click the Patreon link in the YouTube description. And with that, I would like to say good tidings, y'all. This is a totally unconfirmed news. <laughs>